This is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 39. Before we begin, I was saddened this week to hear of the unexpected death of comic book historian Bill Shelley, who passed away from multiple myeloma on September 12th, 2019. I was fortunate to record a podcast with Bill on February 2nd of this year that was uploaded on March 27th as my 29th episode. Bill wrote many books, including books on Harvey Kurtzman, John Stanley, Otto Binder, Harry Langdon, and also about himself. On the podcast, he is here to discuss his latest book called Jim Warren, Empire of Monsters, and he was a great writer and a great guest, and he will be missed. And now, back to our show. Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. Syphilitic shrinking obelisk The white man's wilting dick We see through dangling jowls of CD game show trolls The smiling lie of the televised Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 39. This episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Lee's Comics. Hi, I'm George Takei. You know me as Helmsman Sulu on Star Trek. When I'm not busy going Warp Factor 8, I like to beam down to Lee's Comics in Mountain View and spend a lazy afternoon reading comics classics from Marvel to DC, from Dark Horse to Fantagraphics, and everything in between. So please, spend some time here at Lee's Comics and spend your hard-earned cash. <coughs> The Fun Ideas Podcast is made possible by listeners like you and from Lee's Comics of California, selling you what your mother threw out since 1982, online at leescomics.com. Alvin, the story of Ross Bagdasarian Sr., Liberty Records, Format Films, and The Alvin Show is out. Order your hardback, paperback, and ebook copies today on Amazon and at bearmannermedia.com. I am currently still working on Friendly Ghosts, Little Devils, Giants, and Rich Kids, The Art and Creations of Warren Kremer, The Total Television Scrapbook, and Headquartered, A Timeline of the Monkey's Solo Years. Soon, my earlier books will be available for the first time in hardback. I will let you know when you can purchase hardcover versions of Created and Produced by Total Television Productions, If You're Cracked, Your Happy Volumes 1 and 2, and Frozen and Ice in an upcoming episode. The Kickstarter for the comedy of Jack Davis and the comedy of John Severin was wildly successful. We will be shipping the books and other goodies soon. Our guest today is an artist, animator, writer, publisher, and is not related to Matt Groening. Or is he? 
Here he is, Alan Graining, with his wife, Jen. On the phone I have Alan Graining. Woo! So, tell me, Alan, how was it? That, how did you uh, create The Simpsons? Oops, wrong graining. Okay. <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, I'm really sensitive about that. <laughs> all right, tell, tell me how you, Alan Graining, got interested in cartooning and doing all the different creative projects you do. Okay, back. let me take you back to the fourth grade. Okay. And Ooh, sound effects. I know. Um, we're joined today by my lovely wife. Um, I, so in the fourth grade, I was adorning all of my homework, the back of my homework, with little tiny doodles of cartoon faces and um, stuff of that nature. And I slyly thought that the teacher wouldn't notice me taking my homework to the corner pharmacy and xeroxing it <laughs> uh, and i would i would actually erase my name because i thought oh well it has to have an, it has to have a real a real name on the top of it or uh, if it's a copy she, she might know <laughs> boy was i stupid anyway <laughs> so needless to say um fourth grade fifth grade this goes on for a while and I get into, I, I, it might have been junior high, actually, uh, or high school. I just kind of surrounded myself with all the goofballs that didn't have friends. <laughs> um, and Like now. I, I go, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's pretty much like right now. Hey! I could say that, too. Hey! You know, anyway. <laughs> so, you know, all the, all the artists, which we were not cool kids, uh -huh. um, we were not the cool kids, we all kind of hung out um, for lunch. We all would get together in the break room or whatever, uh, or in the cafeteria or wherever we could, and um, we would have, you know, the we would have the dollar store, um, the spiral bound, um, ruled uh, pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and we would put them in our peaches. And I remember. Having, do you remember Peaches? Of course, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also remember going to um, a store. I think it was in San Diego. It was like ninety-nine cents and up, mm -hmm. uh, or some some denomination of that, and buying folders with Star Wars on them. And I wish I still had them because <laughs> those were awesome. And so time goes by and. Uh, one of my friends decided he was going to be the first one in our group to do a comic book. His name was Mike, and uh, he came out, and I remember his comic book was The Wharf Rats. <laughs> and it was it was much like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and I actually I think it was right around the same time as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and um, I looked at this, and it was a collection of pieces of paper, um, that he had stapled together, and I said, dude, what's your print run? And, um, you hear him honking at me? They weren't honking at me, because the city wouldn't go through the green light. Um, I said, what's your, what's your print run? And he goes, print what? I go, what? You're letting us read your comic book, I mean, don't we get one? And he goes, 
No, I stapled them together. These are. This is the original book. <laughs> this is my childhood. He didn't make and copies. So he, he just. Became, <laughs> huh? He he just stapled the original, and that was it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I think in our in our uh, sophomore year in high school, he actually had gone over to to like Kinkos or uh, a photomat, and then uh, he had actually made maybe like 10 or 15 copies um, and then we all got one and we would sit around we would, we would go out to round table I remember going out to round table and um, sitting around the table and we would all read his comic book and I'm thinking to myself damn that was that's cool that's that's what I want to do I want a life just drawing comic books <laughs> but I also forgot that you have to sell the comic books which he never really did he just gave them, up. He gave them to us yeah and um, and so when you know years passed, and I think it was like I, I was probably 1991. Mm -hmm. Jump ahead. Um, I was in high school, and I was taking watercolor, or I was taking. No, you were in college in '91. Yeah, I was in college in '91. '91, '92. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I graduated in '88. Yes, wife Jen um, corrects the. <laughs> yeah, I know. The guest here. Um, <laughs> Well, that would make me a very big cradle robber. And so, hey. <laughs> you know, I started, I, I remember specifically, I was in a life drawing class, and I told a couple people, I said, I'm going to do a book on space aliens, and they're going to crash on Earth, and they're going to have, um, they're going to have this interaction with this farmer, and uh, this lady goes, you know, she gave me the book on, on Roswell. Mm -hmm. She gave me the book on Roswell. I still have it to this day. Um, and I read it cover to cover. That's probably one of the only books that I've ever read that wasn't a graphic novel. And, uh, and she goes, and she literally, she's one of the older ladies in the group. She wasn't like, you know, a teenager or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and she sits me down and she says, you know, Alan, when, when I was dating my husband in San Diego, we were up on Lover's Point looking out over at uh, the 405, and I just remembered two F-14s were chasing a cigar-shaped object, and I'm like, they were chasing a what? <laughs> and she goes, she goes, I have no reason to lie to you. You know, that's what they, that's what it looked like. It was a cigar-shaped object. And it was doing barrel rolls, and it was going all over the place, and it was being pursued by two F-14s. Now, keep in mind, this one, she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. I met her when she was older. Yeah. And I was fascinated with that, with the account of people seeing weird shit in the sky. Not so much abductions, but <laughs> just looking up at the sky and seeing some weird shit. And... I myself have looked up, I was changing a tire one night, and I looked up into the night sky, and I did see some weird shit that I couldn't explain, but I'm not going to say it's a UFO, I'm, I just don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. Um, it was Skynet, no. Um, <laughs> but um, I became fascinated with that, the whole the whole genre of other planets and uh, aliens and but I also grew up around the time I don't know if you've ever seen um, 
great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, just had to test you on that one. Um, I think we. I think I've actually met both of those guys that do the voices for those. Yeah. Um, and, and so growing up around, you know, Pinky and the Brain, I wanted my, my aliens to be, you know, one is not so smart and one is just stupid. <laughs> and so right. I, I did this really quick and I wrote the first issue and I drew it and it was nine pages long and again we're back in uh, our Denny's right <laughs> and having dinner and I show the book to somebody and it's, keep in mind it, it, this is how I thought a comic book should be made original artwork right is you take a piece uh, you take a piece of eight and a half by eleven you draw a panel on that and you ink it and, and put the text in it, and then you cut it out and rubber cement that panel onto a larger sheet of paper so that you have this collage of page. I didn't realize that people would just draw all the panels on one page, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was a little behind the times. And I was still using, I would print out all of the dialogue on my printer cut it out and rubber cement it. So we had two layers of rubber cement. <laughs> we had each panel, but... He just liked the smell. Yeah, was, this is what happened Make an extra brain. work for yourself. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and needless to say, the, the whole panel thing, I gave up on that real quick. I think, like, after the first page, I just said, hey, you know what, you know, can we, can we swear on your podcast? Yeah, you already did. Oh, good, okay, so... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and so I gave up on that, and then I had nine pages. Uh, I had this little story called Bad Salsa, and um, and then after that, you know, people read it, and they go, okay, so what's going to happen next? And keep in mind, I'm giving these things out for free. I'm not selling them yet. Right. And so the second book was 12 pages, so we still hadn't cut the mustard you know, to what a real book should be. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, when I was in high school and I was reading The Wharf Rats, those were like 30, 40 pages each. Mm -hmm. But he had only done one he had only done one book. He didn't, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And I, for me, I thought, yeah, shit, nine, nine pages was probably really well, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, the next issue was like 12 pages. And then I was like, okay, you know, I realized that I'm a better cartoonist than I am a writer, um, but I don't have a writer, so I'm gonna keep, um, I'm gonna keep writing my own book, for better <laughs> or for worse. And I wrote the book up to like issue number five, mm -hmm. and after I think, okay, so one was nine pages, two was twelve, three was about fifteen pages, maybe more. Um, but the fourth one became. That was like maybe like twenty five pages. It really it was a it was a jump. <laughs> there was a jump in page count um, between the third and the fourth. And also, I was misled by my print company, <laughs> and they said, "Well, if you're going to go with a glossy cardstock for a cover, you might as well go with like a single color glossy, and we'll just do it like business cards." Where it's you know like like a like a glossy finish and it's you know like a baby blue and 
<laughs> I'm not sure now. <laughs> he said, why don't you do a superhero book? Oh, boy. <laughs> and I dug deep, and I went through all the old Don Martins, and I found a character called Captain Klutz. Right. Now, are you familiar with Captain Klutz? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did okay. uh, at least right. one paperback of that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't even know if that was in Mad Magazine. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, um, it was I, never. I, in, yeah, it was never in the magazine. It was in paperbacks. But there's one paperback devoted to it, and then uh, yeah, then they had like one one or two strips in every succeeding paperback. So, you know, uh, okay, something like that. Um, and so I wanted just my superhero comic book was kind of like a a middle finger like flipping the bird to the industry and, and said you know what you guys can have your wolverines in your home and you know you'll have your batman and and i'm not gonna in, encroach upon your where are we turning anyway uh after early on we're driving here by the way if you haven't. um and so you know i i did flag freedom and flag freedom was he's kind of like have you seen the, the movie mystery men is it this yeah one? yeah Okay, so Flag Freedom is kind of like Greg Kinnear's character. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is that in the movie, Greg Kinnear worked alone, and all Flag Freedom really wanted was to have a sidekick. <laughs> he just wanted a sidekick. And the, the other guy who comes along and saves the day becomes his sidekick, and he says... I never wanted to work alone. I wanted a, I, I wanted a sidekick. So here we have, you know, the main guy who's a klutz, right? right. And we have, where do we turn anyway? Okay. We're going to be turning here? Not the, sec the next stop that you make a left. <laughs> left? We have to make a left. You know, I think he never drove home before. <laughs> yeah, You're just never. going home? <laughs> I know, I know, it's 7 o'clock and we, we're still not home. And he's talking and he's like going straight, going straight, going, he's never made a right turn and I'm like, he's going to run out of room. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a <laughs> All right. We hit water, we've gone to... Oh, this is, oh, this is, what street is this? Galen. Oh. I'm not Galen, Clara. Oh. <laughs> Whatever it is. Try to accept it. Just to see... Now that everybody knows where you live. Yay. Oh, yes. What's your address? <laughs> What's your phone number? What's your social security? Okay. Um, so go back to the story. So you uh, developed a character that wanted a sidekick. What was his name again? Uh, I, flag, flash, flag Freedom. Flash Freedom. Thank you. <laughs> flag. Flag Freedom. Okay. Flag Freedom. Flag Freedom. And, um, you know, thank God for, uh, what was, what was my printer called? Black Swan or Black Crab Publishing, you know, take my money, please. <laughs> now, did you use the same printer this whole time, or, you, like, is this the same printer that made you make all those uh, fancy changes to your older books, or is this a new printer? Uh, oh, no, this is full size. This is, this is my full, first foray into, um... Printing full size. Right, but did you use the same print shop, or did you? No. You, oh, oh no, okay. Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went. We went to somebody. Like, we asked him. We said, "Well, what books do you print?" And he goes, 
We've printed Cerebus. Oh. <laughs> and I said, what's that? Oh. <laughs> and he goes, oh, let me give you some samples. And, and, and it was around the same time where me and another guy, Larry, he was publishing his first book. And I said, well, why are you publishing it under your publishing company? And I'm publishing it under my publishing company. We should publish under the same company. And that way we have two books. And he liked the idea, mm -hmm. you know, but he was still paying for it. But he went to the high end and I went to the low end, <laughs> right? And uh, I had about 1,600 copies of Flight Freedom printed. Um, and keep in mind, I'm still doing, um, at the time, I was still doing uh, Frankie Jolly, which mm -hmm. was, it was basically my bread and butter. I love that book. And Flight Freedom, I did, my heart and soul wasn't in it. Yeah. It really wasn't in it. Um, but it was written really well by a guy named Andrew Ford, and he lived out in, in uh, New Jersey, which is why Flag is from New Jersey. Um, you know, and uh, I did it in such a way that it would lead. Um, the second book was going to be issue 2000. <laughs> And and the third book was like you know thirty thousand. Wow! Right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Oh yeah, we can't turn here. Sorry. <laughs> um, but that was always the numbering. That way, if I if I you know fell behind on the deadline, you know I'm publishing issue two thousand, so I've got plenty of time for people to. <laughs> Impeccable logic here. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but there was never any issue. There was never any issue number two. So we just called it a one-shot. Mm -hmm. Well, Capital City published it. They distributed it. And Friendly Franks distributed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Comics Hawaii distributed it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Diamond distributed it. And that month that it came out, all of the, the 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 comic book distributors folded. Yep. Except for Diamond. Yep. That was my month that my book came out. Wow. <laughs> and so we never really got paid from anybody except for Diamond. We got a check for sixty five dollars. Now keep in mind I have sixteen hundred books in my garage and it was twelve hundred dollars in I was twelve hundred dollars in debt. Wow. <laughs> but I did. I published my first foray into, into comic books, and I said I'd never do it again because it's just it just sucked. And um, and then in 2003, I said, okay, I'll take some of the Frank and Jollies because they were again the people were saying, damn, this shit's pretty good. Well, why is there no Frank and Jolly book? And I said, well, because when I did my other book, they said it wouldn't sell. <laughs> so I I went and I had um, this is the way the printer. Do you remember, um, oh shit, I forget his name, um, Leibowitz? Yeah. Something, something Leibowitz? Yeah. Anyway, I had him print the book. He's not printing anymore. Okay. And I was going to print up like 300, right? Yeah. And this was full, full size, the glossy full color cover. And I think you've seen Flag Freedom or, or Frank and Jolly, right? Well, I know, yeah, you showed it to me a while back. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Right. And uh, 
I was going to get, I had, I had dreams and aspirations. I was going to do like, uh, you know, I, I think I was going to do like three, a print run of like 300 because I had learned my lesson. <laughs> and he sat me down one day over the phone and he said, Alan, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he goes, Alan, print only what you think you can sell in a year. And I said, well, fuck it. Let's just do 100. You know, <laughs> he, he screwed himself. I don't know why he said that, but so yeah, we did. We had a little a, a micro-sized print run. Um, and you know what's funny is I still have an unopened box of those. Oh wow! Even with I'm not even through the first box, and I only had like a hundred. <laughs> even with a hundred, wow. <laughs> right? Wow. I, no, I think it was more than that. I think it was like a hundred. Hundred is hundred and fifty left. Yeah, no, I think I did. I think I did a print run. I think I did a print run of like two fifty. Math is hard. <laughs> yeah, I think I did a print run of two fifty. There was there was one twenty five in each box. Now I still have a sealed box from two thousand three. Wow. But with flag, with flag freedom, I still have all of the sixteen hundred. Oh jeez. In in my garage, and I'm not selling anymore. I mean, I could, but why bother, right? Yeah. You know, and people were like, well, you know, I don't understand, Alan. You know, comic books wasn't your forte. I said, no shit, because I took your advice and I did a superhero book. You know, <laughs> I should have poured all my love into a, into a sci-fi book. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I love. That's what I grew up reading, right? Right. And, um, and then uh, the other plan that never came to fruition was, okay, do you remember DC Comics had um, ghosts? Do you remember ghosts? Yeah. Well, they had... House, House yeah, of Mystery? Right, they had a lot of titles like that. House of Secrets and Witches' yeah, Tales I, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or Witching what, Hour. Witching Hour, that's what it was, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the kind of books that I wanted to do next. I wanted to do a horror book, and I never did it. Mm -hmm. So there's still time. Yeah. I just have to get off my ass and, and find a writer. <laughs> <laughs> you need a writer, eh? Hmm. I don't know who writes around here. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. I got two. I'm talking to a writer and I married a writer. Uh, maybe we can have... Well, so, so, Mark, what do you think the, the print run should be on that book? Like 100? <laughs> it keeps getting smaller and smaller. I went from 1,200 print run to like 250. Just put it on Amazon and have it print on demand. How do you yeah. do that anyway? Do you know how to do that? What, the Amazon print on demand? Yeah. 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 Okay, then we'll have to talk off air. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know how to I don't know how to do that. Um but but yeah, so I have two books. Uh and I also help my friend publish. And then my other friends back east were doing Gloriana. Um and that's pretty much a Red Sonia ripoff. And I said, you know, you can use my publishing company. It's it's just not being used. Um, and they said, great. You know, will this is the the the, the writer of, of Gloriana. He comes to me and he goes, he goes, we'll pay for everything. <laughs> and I go, great, because like I I didn't have any money, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then he turns around with a zinger and he goes, how many books do you want? <laughs> I didn't realize that as a publisher, I actually got perks. So <laughs> I have I have his book in my garage. Uh, Sixteen uh, six, hundred. I think I have about four books. Sixteen Now I've heard, and maybe I'm incorrect on this. Uh, so all these are like uh, standard comic book size, thirty-two pages or through whatever. Are they black and white or color or what? 
Yeah, they're black and white. Oh, okay. We, but we didn't know how to cross the color barrier. Okay, and they're all standard size comics, right? Not, not giants or anything like that, right? Page count. I never got a I, the one. The one size I never printed uh-huh. was um, where you take like eleven by seventeen and fold it in half. Oh yeah. <laughs> And that's what I did all the time because I did my fanzine forever, and that's the way I did it. You know, oh, our fanzine, or oh, I should have said somewhere in the nineties, I actually joined the small press syndicate, oh, okay. uh, the SPS, and, and I was contributing to the rap sheet the whole time. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was, you know, and that's where I found my writers. I oh. found Troy Hickman, who eventually went on to write for Mar- um, not Marvel, Fightly Tony. Troy wrote for Dark Horse oh, and okay. Image. Sixteen hundred book? Oh, not that one. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the two hundred fifty. That was the two hundred. He's seen Flag Freedom. Uh, he, he's seen Flag Freedom, and basically, Denny is the best guy in the world. Because when I was when I was experimenting with writers, I was get, going with Denny one book yeah. and Troy the next book. Yeah. And Denny and Troy and Denny and Troy. You know, we would and then. If neither one of them could do it, I would step in and, and hack out some shit. Um, but we got the we got Frank and Jolly up to issue thirteen. Oh wow! Uh, with an annual, so that's fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a couple part one and part two, which became the book. The book is actually, um, I'm thinking. The full size Frank and Jolly is actually uh, is actually issues um, ten and eleven. Okay, so you actually also published a book book, right? Is that what is that what I'm hearing? Or because I thought oh, you had I thought the, you had the book is, the book is a com- it's, it's a comic book. Okay, okay, but I, I I had heard before, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this, that you com- you did an actual book book that was like a compilation of the old issues. Am I wrong in that? <laughs> I think you'd remember if you published a book. So <laughs> no, <laughs> that must no. be a rumor. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I did put. Okay, I I did put the first three issues of Frank and Jolly together in one book. Okay, because they were very short. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, but it was it was still a digest. Right. Okay. It was like the it was like the third printing of it. Right, but it was so, thicker than a standard comic book, so I guess that's why yeah. I thought it was a book book quote unquote. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but it was still stapled. It wasn't like a, it didn't have a glued. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a big thick phone book type book like stuff I write. <laughs> no, I I wanted to, but you know what? P- publishing paper. Yeah. I don't know if. I don't know if I'll ever get around to publishing. I have a lot of stuff, and I, I wanted to see the light of day again, but I don't want to pay. You know, yeah. that's the thing. I don't, I don't want to pay. Yeah. And, well, um, I have to admit, self-publishing now, I think, in a certain respect, is even harder than it used to be. I mean, yeah, it, no, it's, I agree with you. it's easier because you don't have to have 1,600 copies sitting in your garage, but it's harder because, yeah, it's print-on-demand, but then 
who buys the one copy? They don't even want it, you know? It's like... Right. So it never sells. And so you're kind of right. stuck. You do all this work, and then there's no buyers. And well, I would think that with Print on Demand, um, that would be only one of your many outlets. You would print maybe... You would print maybe 50, 60 copies for yourself. Right. And then, and then sell those. And then... And then advertise your print on demand in the book. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't know about publishing these days. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about stuff. I'm talking about stuff that we did back in the in in the early early 2000s. Right. And and like you, you know, when I start when I started my fanzine in the early 90s, yeah, I got distributed yeah. by all those different distributors, and then it it went dwindled down to Diamond, you know, and it's like. You know, I don't know how they got away with that, but that's what we got now, and barely. I so, you know. I, I did misquote myself. It wasn't the mid two thousands. It was it was the early nineties. It, it was definitely the nineties because yeah, because uh, here's here's what happened to me. I'll keep the short story short, but it's like uh, I was with Friendly Franks and with uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, the one you just said. Capital City? Yeah, Capital City. That's the other one I'm thinking of. So I was with all those. The one that dropped me was Diamond. And the one that dropped me uh, before everything uh, was... Uh, the reason why Diamond dropped me is because I only sold like 2,000 copies. Only? <laughs> yeah. You only yeah. And you got to remember, this is around the time of the Superman death issue. So that's what I'm up against. Is and I, and I even wrote him a letter at the time. I said, "I'm sorry, I didn't sell as many copies of the death of Superman, but I think 2,000 copies is pretty good for a fancy." <laughs> yeah. But they never took me back. And then years later, this is a funny story too. Years later, I met Steve Jeppy himself in San Diego, and he says, "Oh." Are you still publishing Harveyville Fun Times? And I go, Why, yes, I am. He goes, Whatever happened to that? And I go, Well, you dropped me. <laughs> and, and he says, Oh, we'll have to work on that, fix that. Well, he never did, and so <laughs> right. it never came, it never got distributed by Diamond ever again. But anyway, I, if I say anything about Diamond, it won't be anything nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I passed him at Comic Con going. You're a monopoly, and they go, "No, we're not." Yeah. And they go, "Yeah, dude, you're a fucking monopoly." Yeah, yeah. You know, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. And it would be nice then, now would... if another distributor could pop up, but I don't think anybody would because there's no real money to be made by anybody in comic books anymore. Well, this is, the rumor that I was putting out is that they own their own competition, right. and it was only a magazine-based thing or whatever it was. They owned it, so yeah. they could control what was in it and what was out of it. Right. You know, so that's how they get away with saying they're not a monopoly. Right. But I don't know if that's true or not. You know, now, um, Bud Plant, what does they, what do they publish? Well, they don't really. I mean, catalog, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they're really just a distributor themselves. But, yeah, they don't really publish anything, no. Oh. And uh, you know he he's succumb he's had to succumb to uh, the whims of the almighty uh, diamond too because you know so you know nobody distributes the standard thirty six page or thirty two page pamphlet comics except for diamond you know unless you're talking about general newsstand which is like virtually non-existent you know so yeah so one day I'd have to actually talk to you about publishing in 
publishing in uh, 2019. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and how we go about doing it, because yeah. in the mid-2000s, I actually went back to college. Mm-hmm. Um, 2006-07, I, I went for a 14-month in-and-out school. Uh, I was institutionalized for a while. <laughs> uh, and when I got out, people were like, wow, Alan, this stuff's really great. Are you going to do a comic book? And I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> because then I had learned my lesson. Ten months. I was basically showing them the stuff that I published in the 90s. And, and they were, I go, do you want to buy this for five bucks? And he goes, no. Yeah. And that's the uh, thing. Everybody so, wants you to publish, but once you tell them to, right. can you give me some money for this? No. Yeah. Right. right. They just want a freebie or something, or they don't realize. Like I, I think it's funny. Like uh, you know, you you saw all the recent articles about Mad ceasing publication or cutting back or going to reprints or whatever, and yes. people that haven't read Mad in years, they go. Mad's five ninety nine a copy, and it's like, yeah, it has been for about six years. Well, you know, I remember it was thirty five cents. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, so is toilet paper. You know, whatever. You know, it's like everything's gone up. You know. Well, I was arguing. I was one of those guys when I was arguing with Tom Richmond yeah. about the price. I said, you know what? It's not just Mad. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's, they're all expensive. Yes. Yes, yeah, Monsters of Filmland. It's it's. Monsters on the Rulon Rouge, um, whatever whatever genre books they have, they're all five ninety nine. Well, they're all more than Mad. Actually, they're closer to ten nowadays. You know, it's like are they? Yeah, ten dollars a magazine. So you know, it's like it's crazy, and you know. But I mean, Mad could keep the price down if they if they went back to newsprint. Yeah, they, they could. don't have to be on glossy, and you know what? They don't have to publish in color. No, but they think They're they do. They're doing that, and it, and it raised the price. If they came down to newsprint, they could fucking get the price down. Yeah. The, the reason all these magazines, and it's not just Mad, yeah. it's all these magazines are going out of business is because their price is five ninety nine. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a vicious su- circle because, you know, the distribution goes down, pe- less people are buying it, so they raise the price to compensate it, and then fewer people buy it, and then they raise the price to compensate, you know, and right. it, it's a downward sp- spiral. I mean, mad... Mad when it was a quarter sold millions of copies. Mad when it's five ninety nine sells about a hundred thousand copies. So there you go. <laughs> so okay, what's going on with with okay? Issue nine is out in the in the newsstands. Yeah. Now it came out a couple of days ago. I I bought a copy of it, and I have issue eight. How am I going to get issue ten? Is that going to come to comic? Book I've before? heard ten is still the is ten is the last newsstand one. Oh really? Yeah. I yeah. I, well, I've heard both, so I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But I've heard both nine and ten as being the last newsstand one, and then after that, it's supposed to be comic stores only, which uh, is like non-existent up here in Oregon, where I am, uh, or uh, subscriptions. So I finally subscribed. I've subscribed before, but. I like getting, I've, I've always liked buying Mad on the newsstand. I don't mind paying five ninety nine because I know I can get a mint copy. I can look at it, and it's not thrashed in my mailbox. You know, it's like. Right. And uh, but if this is the only way I can get it, because see the comic stores up here, they don't carry Mad because <laughs> nobody buys it, and uh, so you know, because I went to like three or four comic stores recently around Oregon just to check them out. 
None of them had the current issue mad, or any issue mad. They had, you know, ones from the 60s or something, but not the current issue. So I had to subscribe, you know. So, uh, but that's the story I've heard. But I've heard different things. Like, you know, they may rethink this strategy only from the standpoint is like, you know, the fact that news got out that they were canceling MAD was probably the best publicity they've had in about 30 years. So, yeah. which, which one is this? The, just, the, just the news story of canceling MAD, you know, was oh, probably yeah. the best publicity for MAD that they've had in about 30 years. You know, it's like, you know, they should have said they were going to cancel a long time ago. But, I mean, that's the biggest problem with these magazines and comics. It's like they don't even promote them very well, you know. Right. Um, I mean, you'd think that, like... But at least Mad... No, 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 Mark. At least Mad has a Facebook page now. True. And you could go, and it says, you know, the new book is coming out August 6th. And True. And I knew when it was coming out. True. As opposed to all through the 80s and the 90s, you didn't know when the book was coming out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true, but it sold more then, which is kind of ironic. But the uh, the other thing is, you know, it's like Mad had that Mad TV on for about 15 years. It was like Saturday Night Live. Never once on the show did they say, hey, go to your newsstand and buy a copy of Mad. I know. I know. <laughs> and, you know, Avengers, using that as an example, it works for comic books, too. Avengers, big hit movie. Shazam, big hit movie. Captain Marvel, big hit movie. Spider-Man, big hit movie. Do they once say before, during, or after the movie, hey, by the way, there's a comic book you could buy of this stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, in, 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 and they could sell them in the, they could sell them at the movie theaters. Oh, what a novel idea! Do they do that? No. With, with, with X Men, okay, explain this to me because this is like Marvel shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. X Men is owned by 20th Century Fox, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they license they license it. Yeah, yeah. So they license it. Yeah. Um, but Marvel is pissed at, at the movies. They don't want the movies making any profit, so they said, we're not going to promote the comic book for X-Men, and we're not, I'm sure as hell not going to give you any more characters. No. So no more creating characters. Isn't that like Marvel being a little counterintuitive? Yeah, they're shooting themselves in the foot, but they, they don't, you know, it's, you know, it, it's really weird. I mean, it'd probably take longer than this podcast to explain everything, you know, that goes on, but uh, things that I know about all these movies and everything now, which makes it almost amazing that they did a, an Avengers movie and even a Justice League movie, is that they, in the old days that they licensed something, they just licensed all the characters, lock, stock, and barrel, so you could do whatever you wanted with it. That's why they had things like Super Friends and whatever, you know. Right. And then nowadays they license each character individually, and they may not license them all to the same studio, which is a big pain in the butt for Disney until they bought out Fox recently. So all the X-Men characters were lurking about over at Fox, and Disney had everything else. And it's like, we can't put any X-Men characters in these films because they're all over at Fox, you know. And, you know, it's just weirdness like that, you know, that didn't used to happen. It used to just be, you want Marvel characters here? You got the license for Marvel characters. Done. You know, <laughs> do whatever you want with them. <laughs> it's like, you know, so. I, I would like to add, I would like to add, somewhere in the mid-2000s, an idea dawned on me, and I think it was when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And, okay, would you publish again if if you could do a full color um 
with sound, right? And um, and have it move. Would <laughs> you publish again? Well, and I, I I looked at that and I said, you know what? That is tempting. I I could probably roll nine months. I, I'm I'm spending nine months on a on a book creation, mm-hmm. and I'm spending nine months on an animation. But animation has full color, sound, and it moves. Yeah. Right. And I said, if I'm going to spend nine months, it sure as hell ain't going to be on a black and white book that won't sell. I'm going to make animations. Yeah. I tried my hand at 3D. You know, like, um, like you know, True Space, Caligari, True Space, and Maya, and all that crap. But you know, I was always ten rungs down below the lowest guy, and I never really could keep up. And and I wanted to go back into Hanna Barbera anyway. I wanted to like make that kind of stuff, and I did. I with Flash, you're able to just do it on the PC. You know, and you yeah. can make you know you can make your little Hanna Barbera cartoons now. Right. And and that's what I got into. So when I submit to, don't tell anybody, but when I submit as a professional <laughs> it on the to uh, San Diego Comic Con, <laughs> I I no longer tell them. Well, no, I, I publish cartoons. <laughs> I, I realize they're not going to hear this, are they? They might. <laughs> no. <laughs> but well, then I guess I'll have to get my ass in gear and publish another uh, another cartoon. <laughs> well, um, um, I I had to send in my credentials today. Ironically, it's is is that what you're talking about? Just to keep yeah, up the professional yeah, exactly. path? Yeah, and uh, it's funny because I'm I used to like get a lot of stuff published by like tomorrow's, and now it's dwindled down to like one every so often and it's like oh crap you know it's like i'm not publishing as frequently as i used to i still have stuff coming out but like you uh and we can talk about this you know in a few moments it's like uh you know i'm kind of venturing away from print stuff and more into like that's why i'm doing the podcast because it's like as much as I love print, it's like it's not the thing, you know. It's like you have to do it's something not, with it's audio not and video. Viable. Yeah, it's and, not financially viable. Right, and you know, like, like these podcasts, even if they don't make a dime, it takes a lot less energy and effort to do these. Even though it right. sounds like I'm doing a lot more because I'm talking to you and it, you can hear it and you know, you can laugh along or sing along or if I have songs on one of them or whatever. And folks, yeah, you can color the pages. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, with your animation, it's like, ooh, everything moves. You know, it didn't move in right. that boring old comic book, but you know, it probably took you a tenth of a time to make it. Now, uh, no, 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 it never did. <laughs> it's about the same. Oh, it does take about the same. Okay, it does take the same. You yeah. know that. Come on. Well, yeah. Um, well, I thought Flash Animation. You you can educate me now. So Flash Animation. Uh, I thought took less time than say, well, full animation, but maybe that's what, not what you're comparing it to. You're comparing it to like drawing comic no, books. That's what I am comparing okay, it to. Okay. Full okay. Animation, okay. Is I went in. People always say, "Oh yeah, you use Flash to to do the shortcuts." For me, I wanted to learn. I wanted to actually get that walk cycle by doing twenty four frames a second. Right. Okay. And I wanted to draw 24 frames a second. I wanted to look as smooth as I possibly could make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want Flash to cut corners. 
And and admittedly, I've never really been good at getting Flash to do to to save me any sort of time. Right. You know. And so the only way to save time is to just animate it. <laughs> just go in there, and they've got they've got a million layers of onion skinning. You go in there, and you, you turn them all off except for like five. <laughs> right, and so you, you draw like five, and you really get if you you if you set the dial from like twelve. I was doing everything on twelve, and people said, you know, if you uh, this. I went into a Facebook group on animation, and the the moderator he goes, Alan, if you want to play with the big boys, if you want to play with the big boys, you should start on twenty four frames a second. And I told them, I said, you know, Disney only uses 24 frames a second for their movies. Yeah. Everything on TV is 20, everything on, on TV is 12 frames per second shot twice. Right. And he said, yeah, but those are TV animators. I said, yeah, and I'm just one guy. Mm-hmm. And we got into a little argument on, on you know, what was, you know, and, and basically he's an instructor of animation. Mm-hmm. Right, my my friend Ray. Do you know Ray Pointer? Yes, he wrote okay. a book about Fleischer. Yeah. Max Fleischer. And, yeah. And I didn't realize what he was doing, but what he was trying to tell me is, Matt, play with the big boys. But all of your animation is twelve frames a second. Do one at twenty-four. <laughs> do all the work behind it. Just do one second or do two seconds of, of 20, 24 frames a second mm-hmm. and and see what it looks like and get your get your sh- basically he was saying get your shit together <laughs> um, and and tell me how you like that and I tried it and this is you know and I really like 24 it takes twice as much it takes twice as long right <laughs> to do a cartoon but it looks great mm-hmm you know, it really does. And it goes by so damn fast. <laughs> you know, it's not like doing it in 12s where you can be like, oh, hey, I'm done. You know, 20, 24 is like, you know, oh, I've done a second worth of animation. Let me grab something to drink. Um, you know. <laughs> so what animations have you done? I know you had some little short flash things you've shown that's me. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. They're okay. all on LinkedIn. If you go to LinkedIn, okay. um, I've, I've linked them all. Isn't it ironic? I've linked them to LinkedIn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're on YouTube. <laughs> I put them all on YouTube. I actually figured out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I get my PC back, we're going to put some programs on the, uh, on a Mac. So I, I don't know if my, I don't know if my Macromedia flash can be put on the Mac, but... Well, everybody who is using like Adobe, maybe you can shed some light on this. Everybody who's using Adobe Flash tells me, they go, oh my God, you still have Macromedia Flash? Does it work? And they said, yeah, it works great. They go, don't upgrade. (laughs) Everybody, straight across the board, I haven't heard one (laughs) one person talking nice about, about Adobe. Adobe Flash. Everybody's like, no, stay with Mac Remedia. <laughs> Don't upgrade. And well, I, like, okay. I, I think it has something to do, and I could be wrong on this. I mean, uh, Adobe Flash and working with a Mac or any sort of Apple product doesn't mix. So that might have something to do with it. That's the only thing. I, I don't know what type of computer you have. Both. 
Okay, so so I, I think that, that, you know, because uh, the weirdness about Apple products is that they don't get along with Flash or Adobe, and they don't get along with Google, and they don't get along with uh, Java, and they don't get along, you know, it's all these different things that they don't get along with, yet they're supposed to be very flexible. <laughs> um, no, no, Apple is very rigid. Actually. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I'm trying to be polite it's because I'm... Uh, yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. be polite because I'm not a huge Apple fan, but I know there are Apple fans out there. Uh, but, well, you know... I mean, I, you know, if you're going to do the kind of stuff that we're talking about, yeah. um, you need both. Yeah. You need, you need a PC, and you need um, a Mac, and you need the programs, and maybe it isn't Adobe on Mac, maybe it's something else, yeah. but I don't even know anything about Mac to get the programs that I need. How do you get a 2D animation program on Mac? What, do you, what are people using for 2D animation? Yeah, I'm not What's sure. Comparable? And I know, I don't think they're publishing Director anymore. Yeah. And, and Flash has gone the way of the Dodo. Nobody, nobody fucking uses it anymore. <laughs> um, are you calling me a Dodo? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but again, you know, so what are the new, what, what are some new software packages? Oh, geez, I don't know, because, see, I'm not into the animation stuff so much. I mean, okay. I'm, barely, I'm barely into the audio stuff, so I'm just, I'm, I'm into the audio stuff, so I, I can talk about that to a certain extent, but... Um, that's that's my next step is to go into video or something like that. But I, if I was to ever go into video, I need, I need some help. I can't do it as a one man operation. Basically, I mean, it's like, right. you know, right. Right. <laughs> like any any videos I shoot, you know, it's like I I shot a couple where I was by myself just a video and you know of course when you do that you have to go up to the camera and turn it on sit down and hope you're in frame and uh, you can't zoom in or cut yeah, or anything you, a, you know yeah, you need a uh, well there are ways around that Mark. yeah well yeah editing yeah. you know but you know it's like oh uh, yeah but uh now i have a a new girlfriend so it's like it, it makes things easier she can start the camera and zoom in or cut or whatever anyway <laughs> So uh, it's like well, Jen, very handy. Anyway, <laughs> see. But this is, I mean, this is the other thing is, um, what was I saying? With video, I mean, I could do, and I did, uh, like a 13 minute tutorial on how I ink my cartoons, mm -hmm. followed by a 17 minute tutorial on how I use water to go over the inks and get halftone. Hmm. So there's a 13-minute on Groaning Studios on Facebook. Um, so there's a 13-minute and a 17-minute. And to upload them to Facebook was no time at all. It took me like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But to upload these same movies to, to YouTube, we were trying to watch TV and upload them at the same time. And it says to preview. And the preview took about maybe 30 minutes to upload. And then when it gets down to the end of the preview, it says, okay, now we're going to start uploading your video. This is like after a half hour. <laughs> we're trying to watch TV, and everything slows down on the Amazon Fire Stick. We're getting, like, buffering issues. Right. And and it took me, I think, four hours. How long did it take me to upload? I don't know. Minutes? I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. It was like 17 minutes, um, and it took me like four hours to upload 17 minutes to YouTube. Wow. But but on Facebook it was like bing and it's, it was there. Yeah. 
Well, they, I, I, yeah, they have different formats. I don't know the difference, but yeah, even downloading Mark? something from, for, yes, slow and fast. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but even downloading something, uh, you can download something uh, from YouTube. Uh, I used I th- to remember how to download. Yeah, I think. Well, I I, I have the ability to. I think. Uh, yeah, it is faster on Facebook too to download. You know, as you know, and I I don't know. Uh, YouTube uses MP4 usually, but they probably have other formats too but I, even for these podcasts i put them on youtube i have to convert it to that because they don't really like audio on youtube but i get it up there anyway because i figured out how to do it but <laughs> it's oh, so just, you're on youtube i, gotta, I, I am gotta but it's, it's for more exposure now granted you're just you're still gonna listen to us and they'll just be a, a light bulb logo the whole time but i mean uh be, this is for people who don't have access to iTunes or access to Podomatic or anything else, they can watch it are, on YouTube. Are you on, are you on iTunes? Yes. Oh, you are? Okay. Yes. Because so. uh, we, we've actually listened, I, I don't know if you know this, but I actually do a podcast, uh, Sunday Morris told me, I'm no comic fan. Luke has been really good about putting it on iTunes and he's been putting it on, on Podomatic. Yeah. But he hasn't really been all that great about, like, promoting it on Facebook so yeah. I don't know how many views we get on iTunes but we were able to pull it up on uh, on our fire stick uh-huh. we were able to go in and, and, and listen to it and we've got the Alexa app um, that little hockey puck and I just tell her I said find me a podcast find me the unknown comic fan and it'll pull it up yeah. it'll find it takes a little bit of work but it does it finds hmm. it now I don't have Alexa. Maybe you can test it for me and say, "Look up Fun Ideas Podcast, see what it does." But uh, I'll look you up on iTunes. But, but definitely it is on iTunes. Yes, and uh, okay. uh, I had to look at it recently because I changed my logo. Uh, Mort Todd was a guest recently, and he uh, got he redesigned the logo for me uh, based on design. My friend, well, you know who he is, Lee Hester of Lee's Comics. He was yeah. he was telling me one day. He says your light bulb logo is getting kind of tired. Why don't you redesign it? And I said, well, come up with some ideas. I'll consider it. And he did. And then I got Mort Todd to complete it, and so now I have a new fancy schmancy looking light bulb that looks like something out of uh, R. Crumb comic or something. I don't. No, it. I like it. It's very good. So, anyway, but um, anyway, when I I loaded it up to iTunes for some reason, uh, the change of the uh, the logo wasn't automatic, and so I had to contact them, and they said, "Oops, sorry," and they fixed it. But <laughs> so the that was my recent contact with iTunes. So that's why I know they're still being uploaded up there. So. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, so your books have like a like a logo. Well, I guess so do we. We have um, it's like a silhouette of like a Superman type deal. Okay. Um. So. Well, like I said other times, I said in the future everyone will have a podcast. <laughs> it's like it will be your calling card. You have to have a podcast, or you won't be able to work this job. You know, whatever. Mark. Uh, Mark. Yes. Everybody does have their own podcast. They do. It's already happened. <laughs> have ours. <laughs> Jen is like, I don't have one. Uh-huh. Like, we made her. 
We made her the unofficial. Uh, she's. She, we added her after I got married. We added her to Unknown Common Fan. <laughs> so I basically just snore through it, but. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, what's funny is with me and Luke, we're talking, and I'll be on the laptop, <clears throat> and I'll start playing. Um, I'll start playing a uh, a trailer mm -hmm. with all dr the dramatic music w during the show, and you'll go, Alan. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and I know, you know, but but I know Comic Fan's really Luke's thing. It's, I mean, I'm I'm the co-host, uh, but it's really his thing. He edits the show and he puts it up. And if he doesn't promote it, I don't really care. I just you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, I try. I sit there and I agree with him. So. <laughs> I tr try to promote this as best I can. I mean, for me, it's on Facebook mainly. Uh, I put it on my blog. I put it on just Twitter, Tumblr, all sorts of different uh, websites and stuff like that. So I, I didn't get into Twitter. I never really did because yeah. I don't want to be a twat. Twatter? But basically on Twitter, yeah, I don't, I don't go out there and say, hey, you know, all the political mumbo-jumbo everybody does. I just uh, calmly, poli politely promote the podcast, and that's it. So, I mean, if somebody catches it on, they're great. If they don't, well, you know, to me, it's just another place to, and you could send it, so that's why I do it, so. Well, I, I would be promoting mine, but we didn't do an episode on Sunday, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't really have, I mean, we have a whole bunch of, of material that, you know, your audience probably had never heard of. Yeah. Uh, over on Podomatic and iTunes and stuff. The show is called Unknown Comic Fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been running straight through with no breaks since 2007. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we do. We, we, we used to have a YouTube channel, and I'm, I want to get back into that. Yeah. But Luke forgot the password. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. Because <laughs> uh, he does have one, but we don't ever use it. So. Hmm. Seems, seems like there's yeah, a way to uh, seems like there'd be a way to retrieve that even by contacting YouTube, say. but I don't know. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, does he really want to? That's oh, okay. I, I don't think he wants to. Or you? Well, you could start your own YouTube page and put them on your page. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been really bad about going to going to Potomatic and getting them. And, yeah. So. What we need to do is just advertise the hell out of it. I think it's isn't it free to upload on automatic? No. <laughs> well, it is. It is. But the thing is, like when you get as many episodes as I have, because now we're in the forties here. I think yours is episode forty or forty-one. I forgot. Well, you'll you'll know by hearing the ID at the beginning of the the the, the episode when oh, it finishes. But it only what? holds uh, so many, and then you run out of storage space, so you have to upgrade. So. Oh yeah, or or delete one. I think what Luke is yeah. doing is he, just, now. he doesn't delete them. He has them all on his computer. Yeah, I haven't deleted any yet. But I mean, if it gets to the point where it's like it's going to get hideously expensive, I may, I may have to start doing that. I'm trying not to, but that's another reason why I'm putting it on YouTube because YouTube doesn't seem to have any restrictions that way. So if I do have yeah. to delete them on Podomatic, they're still up on YouTube. So. Giving you're giving them ideas. Oh, for YouTube? Yeah, don't hear, don't listen to this, YouTube. Turn away, look away. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> well, I, I want to get into doing, like, either live shows or, um, 
you know, well, uh, as opposed to just audio, where you can, you know, draw and, yeah, you know, uh, but I, it seems to be working better on Facebook than it ever did on, on YouTube. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, t the time to upload is minimal. Right. You know, as opposed to YouTube, which you could, you know, you could grow a small beard waiting for your shit to upload on YouTube. <laughs> so... It just does not look good on me. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess for me, since it's just audio only, it's not too long. But then I'm not trying to watch anything while I'm uploading. I upload on my computer, and then I'm if I watch something, I'm in the, on the other in the other room. So it's not too bad. So we didn't know we didn't know that it would affect the the, the buffering rates, yeah. the bandwidth on uh, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But it yeah, might it be it might be more because yours is a video. I don't know, you know, because like I said, I have a still picture with uh, audio, so you know maybe there's a difference. I'll have to experiment, but I don't know. So <laughs> okay. So anything else to plug or anything else you want to talk about? Um, We've gone over an hour. Hey, <laughs> we. <laughs> I yeah, hey, you know that's what we do. We just you know, right, we kill the show around, you know. At the one hour mark. Okay. Um, well, I think that's pretty good if you want to do a follow up. Okay. Whenever I get some, I'm working. Okay. Yeah, tell us what um, you're working on now. So. Um, I'm working on. I I can't really talk. I showed you some pictures of it yesterday on video. By the way, I want to do video chat with you again. That was a riot. <laughs> um, uh, I am working on the epic project. I got into uh, acrylic painting. Okay. Okay. As a sidekick and manager, I'll let you know that he has had my church and his church both. He's been involved with my church commissioned him to do our logo for our festival. So he's oh, wow. been mm -hmm. busy. I've, I've been drawing for the church. Characters of our pastor, mm. and in his church, he does acrylic paintings. Mm. And now he's doing one for himself. He he was challenged to do an epic. Yeah, Floyd Man Summer. You should put Floyd Man Summer. You're both in Oregon. <laughs> well, if you put me in contact with him, I'll interview him. So, <laughs> I will. Yeah, all right. Sure, he would be more than happy to be interviewed. Sure. But yeah, I do. I'm I'm getting. I mean, I'm I'm drawing. Um, what was our strip called? It was like the random random. Random chaoticness. Random cha chaotic randomness. Yeah, chaotic randomness. <laughs> chaotic randomness, but the strip doesn't have a logo yet. It's got like 1,500, 1,500 daily panels. Um, you know, like the Family Circus had one panel deal. It's a one panel deal. Mm -hmm. But I haven't, I haven't made it official yet. So we have all this material, but we haven't. <laughs> I've been publishing them on Facebook. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, so you've probably seen some of those. Today was piranhas. I got to draw piranhas. <laughs> Pleasant piranhas. Pleasant piranhas. They're they're not vegan, but they're whatever. <laughs> the, the the whole strip is just so random that it's it's great. It's awesome. It's like okay, whatever. And to the, tomorrow it may be space aliens or you know astronauts or something. It's a little bit of everything. All right. So. And, uh, yeah, do, any more websites to plug or anything you didn't mention? Uh, Animation Mountain, uh, that's my site. Uh, you can go to Animation Mountain. Although, don't go on uh, on your phone or your tablet 
because it's all flash based and it uh, won't work. Oops. Um, <laughs> yeah. I need to change that. Good. Yeah, she wants to get rid of the flash, and I, my heart is still at the flash stage. <laughs> um, but uh, and then of course, Graining Studios on on Facebook. And how do you uh, how do you spell that for the illiterate? G R O E N I N G S T U D I O S S dot right. All right. Training studio. And uh, how are you related to Matt, or are you not? <laughs> um, the, the the story that I'm going with is that I'm his cousin. Okay. Uh, and I fell through a rift in time and space, and I wound up here. Um, <laughs> and in my universe, I have the Thompsons. It's been running strong for 32 seasons, 36 seasons. The Thompsons? Okay. The Thompsons, yes. On the Fox, on, on the Fox Network. <laughs> We're on the Fox Network. And I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to get, you know. But no, these days I just say, oh, I'm his mom. I thought that bastard everything he knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm Northern California. He knows he's yeah. Southern California. I'm Northern California. Yeah. I'm the I'm the lesser known graining, and he's yeah. the really really big graining. Yeah. But of course, when I get a show, and uh, I'm a new graining, <laughs> and, and I and I live in Springfield, in the real Springfield. So. <laughs> the mural on my Facebook page before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will have to come up there and, and autograph I mean graffiti all the time. <laughs> <laughs> graffiti over it, yeah. That that that'll that'll win you brownie points up here. <laughs> yeah, I'll draw Homer Simpson for him. We'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna draw you Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, amigo. Oh I haven't even set foot in my house yet. Alright. It is it is quarter to eight and I wanna go uh Alright, I will let you go at this point. It's been fun. Uh, we can have another chat in the future. Maybe a video chat. You never know. So <laughs> Let me know. Let me know when this is up on YouTube and I'll put it up on our page. Alright, I, I will do so. Alright. Well, thank you very much for being my guest. And cool. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening and thank you again, Alan and Jen Graining, for being my special guests. Episode number 40 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. You can become a patron of Fun Ideas Productions, and if everyone listening just contributed $1 a month, it would be a tremendous help. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Our opening and closing themes are provided by Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb. If you'd like to know more information about his music, please drop me a line. This has been the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2019, Fun Ideas Productions. And thank you very much, and have a good night. Hey!
Of your 